the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hey, everybody. Did I get more high-pitched than normal right there? Yeah, you're, I think you're turning into a woman. Thanks, buddy. All right, <laughs> and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverage. What are you drinking this week, dude? I am drinking a Coke. Exciting, oh. I know, but... It's going to let down certain... our listeners from last week, bro. Because they thought you were going to start a trend. I know. Exciting with, you know, actually, you know, hang on a second. I, I'm going to give you, Marshall, the choice. <laughs> One moment. <laughs> Did you just leave in the middle of our podcast? You just pull beers out of your closet? Uh, that's the thing. They're not beers. What are they? Well, you know, when... Now I'm intrigued. This is interesting. Okay, okay, everybody. Uh, if you don't know, my sister just graduated from Berkeley last week, and so family got all together from Seattle and everything, and I was the last person to check out of the hotel rooms, and so, of course, what was left over, I got to pick if I wanted to take it, right? So there was a six-pack of alcohol just chilling, and, uh, of course, it was brought down by my sister and her boyfriend, so this is what we have to choose from, and I'm going to let Marshall take his make his choice. Oh, we have Red's Strawberry Ale. Uh... Yes, okay. which is a 5% alcohol by volume. Is that a wine cooler? It's a strawberry ale. Uh, okay, continue. <laughs> we have Strongbow Gold Apple Hard Cider. Some uh, ciders are good, man. I, mm, and this is also 5%. Okay, put that one down. And then the third and final choice we have is Johnny Appleseed Hard Apple Cider. And mm. it is 5.5%. I've actually had that one, and um, yeah, go with the ale, dude. Man, let's let's put the ciders aside. I'm I'm still convinced it's a wine cooler, but <laughs> it says uh, it's an exceptionally you. crisp strawberry ale. Strawberry ales are good. Actually, I like raspberry a little bit more. But do it, yeah. So now you know. Uh, should I? Oh, we cracked it open. That's live. He's making a face. You know, if this is a visual medium, people might actually <laughs> be able to understand what's happening right now. <laughs> oh, God. All right, dude. <laughs> Let me know how that is, huh? Especially, is it warm? It's warm. Ugh. Is that any good? <laughs> the things I do for our fans. Yeah. Welcome to episode 20, everyone. Uh, <laughs> where we pretend you're actually watching us on a screen. <laughs> Which, if you uh, join our Patreon page and uh, decide to donate, <laughs> once we get to a certain percentage or a certain dollar amount, we might actually switch over to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that was a little early. But yeah, I'm with you. That was a little early. Pull the trigger. All right, so I am drinking this evening. Sorry, you guys, I, just, I suppose... you guys just missed my vinegar strokes. Again, no one can see you. So, considering this was episode 20, I, I stopped into my local shop today. And I went a little higher end, spent a little more money today, and I got a Belgian-style ale. And this is from Omegang uh, Brewery in, from Cooperstown, New York. It's called Three Philosophers. It's a quadruple ale. And if this podcast doesn't end soon, oh, <laughs> the ending is going to be a mess. This is almost Hamburgson alcohol, 9.7. I'm just going to read the side because I just want you to get the feel of the elegance here. Does that mean I have to drink two of my strawberry ales to keep up with you? <laughs> At least. 
The Belgian motto is strength and union. No phrase better describes three philosophers, which unites multi-Belgian style ale with imported Creek, authentic, I didn't say that right, authentic Belgian cherry ale, dark, mysterious cherry chestnut color, pair with strong cheeses, desserts, or sip as an after-dinner ale. Well, here's the deal. I had dinner a bit ago, so I guess that counts, right? Would it have been wrong if I brought up the fact that you're also, you know, beautifully mm-hmm. chestnut colored? Well, I think, I think most people know that by now. <laughs> so it matches my skin. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's so awesome because, you know, in the entire 16-year history of our friendship, I think I've brought mm-hmm. up race maybe less than a dozen times. And you're so, so full of it, dude. Every time we see each other. Every time we talk. Well, yes, but that's different. I mean, like, in an actual serious <laughs> context. It's mostly oh, the you. fact that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You're right. the whitest black man I know. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. And I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, so, moving on, as I sit my after-dinner Belgian-style ale, and I'm telling you, dude, it's good. The outro might be a mess. I'm going to have to record that later. The outro right. will take the place of our bloopers. Exactly. Uh, and by the way, I hope you enjoyed the bloopers from last week. I thought they were very entertaining. Um, we're definitely going to have some this week as well. I think this might be our first train wreck episode. (laughs) (laughs) Damn you, red strawberry ale. (laughs) Don't blame the ale, buddy. All right. So this is episode 20 and we're very excited about it. Um, trying to keep it loose in the beginning here a little bit because it's episode 20. We want to appreciate, we, you know, we appreciate people listening. It's been really fun and Everybody just be happy Will has something alcoholic in his hand. I know. You know, it's our last It's our last podcast where we're drinking underage. You know, next week it's 21 and we uh, we drink legally. Wait, our podcast is drinking now? <laughs> well, the, the percentage <laughs> you're drinking at, maybe. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, it's too late now. All right, man. Uh, should we get the... Let's get the show on the road. All right, let's go. Before we get started, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and, of course, Swotor Network. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Take the time to give us more positive ratings and like us on all the social medias. I got to say, the reviews are coming still. Yeah, awesome. More ratings. Five-star ratings are still... Look. We have a perfect score so far. Don't be the guy to give us the four-star rating. Actually, be the guy, and then you'd be, well, we'll tell you that later. That'll be for next time. <laughs> we have a, we're we're going to have a contest going. Too early? Too we'll early. Train wreck. Okay, so uh, timestamps. Yes, we have timestamps in the show notes for our non-SWOTOR fans. We start the show with SWOTOR. Give us feedback on Twitter. We are going to make some changes here in the next few weeks. So if you have some suggestions on how we can improve the show, we will definitely take them under advisement. And we are flexible. We do this. We love doing this. So we want to make sure it's something you want to listen to. So that's that's a good thing. All right. And, of course, our sponsors, audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast. Get a 30-day free trial, and you can get a free audiobook. And, again, and I'll talk about this why later, I start, I listen to uh, Lords of the Sith again, and I know I've been suggesting it for a few weeks. It's definitely worth a listen if you like Darth Vader. If you're a Darth Vader fan or an Emperor Palpatine fan on any level, this is your book. Period. Done. You have any suggestions? Did you listen to, did you listen to any audiobooks on your trip? I really didn't know. I was too busy uh, catching up on... Uh... Rachel and Miles explain the X-Men. Again, too early, but that's cool. We'll, we'll get to that later. You asked! Um, <laughs> just messing with you. Train wreck. And as we said last week, we are looking for more people to become patrons of the show. We have a pretty cool idea. So again, 
$1, $2 a show. Let us know if you're playing SWOTOR, uh, what faction and server you're on. So we can give you a shout out, of course, and we'll give you an Anaheim Mount code for SWOTOR. And of course, uh, one of the most recent cartel packs. And we are planning on having a drawing contest for our Patreon subscribers. Okay, that's kind of a weird pause. I want to clarify for our listeners, is it a drawing contest or is it a drawing comma contest? Well, if we're having a drawing contest, we'd be a different podcast. True. Maybe an art-based podcast? True, true, true. (laughs) Seriously, our minds are just like that tonight. (laughs) You're in rare form tonight, dude. I love it. All right. Yes, we're having a drawing. On episode 25, we're going to draw from our Patreon subscribers randomly and give out some cool prizes. And please keep in mind... Uh, Will has recently been to uh, Phoenix Comic Con. Episode 25 is roughly when we'll be in San Diego Comic Con, so we'll be coming home with some cool swag. And don't forget, in between, cool we're going to be up at San Jose watching uh, Hollywood Babylon, so who knows, we might yes. pick up some Babylon swag. Yep. Maybe we'll pick up a t-shirt. Ooh. That's a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. Just coming up with stuff. Well, anyway, take uh, take the challenge. Thanks uh, to our current patron, David. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Yeah, don't let David stand alone, because he's just going to keep getting shout-outs all by himself until we have more than one person. Well, David's the man. He knows that. David right? is the man. He knows that. But this is his constant reinforcement, since he's the only one right now. All right, man. All that's out of the way. Swotor? Swotor. All right, community shout-outs. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's get the record straight here. It, I was right. Okay. It's Zernabog. 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 Actually, it's uh, Zernabog. Mm. Not Zernabog. Here's the deal. What's going to happen is we're going to screw it up again. And he's going to write in again and he's going to say, How did you screw it up when he spelled it phonetically? He did. That's I what I'm saying. It's Zernabog. 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 Same thing. All right, moving on. All right, so Zernabog, thanks for being a friend of the show. He actually put up on his Zerna blog. Bring it all back home. He gave us a little shout out. It was his latest post. Uh, that was the name of the post. And I just want to say thanks for the mention and thanks for contributing and thanks for hanging out and yes, chatting with us. Thank a you bit. very much. And Olib of Sortor Network. Um, we have a few things that we're actually going to talk about here. And rather than diving into this very deeply, there's a lot of podcasts that talk about PvP. Uh, and stuff like that. And the more technical sides of Sortor that I, I really just going to leave to them. But some of our, our uh, three of our, I guess, uh, community members have done some interviews this week. And let's start with Olib of uh, Swotor Network. He interviewed Alex Tremblay. I'm going to say that. I'm assuming that's correct. He did an interview with Bioware's manager of analytics uh, and talking about stats, game design decisions. Basically, when they see certain trends, what decisions they make, and that kind of thing. It's a great interview. It's on Swotor Network. Again, you should be following Swotor Network anyway. If you don't want to read it, it's not all that long, but if you don't want to read it, uh, jump on to UtiniCast episode 207. If you're not listening to UtiniCast, I don't know what's going on either. They have Olib on the show and they talk all about it on their, la- on their latest episode that came out last week. So check out both of those. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to talk too much about it. It's a little out of my wheelhouse. And again, uh, if you listen to UtiniCast, you've already heard it anyway. So definitely check that out. Good job, Olib. Great questions. So Carillion Run Radio. On their latest episode, episode 145, they interview Nick Avola from Bioware Austin, and we and he's the latest addition to the community team. It's a really good interview. I hadn't listened to it when we recorded last week, and I can't recommend it highly enough. It's nice to kind of get to know Nick, 
um, get to know what he does day to day. And I think he's going to be a really good addition to the team. And I think there's a high probability we're going to meet him when we go to San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, uh, he he's took a Courtney Wood spot, right? Sort of, but he's doing different things than Courtney did somewhat. Uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, but definitely listen out to, uh, listen to episode 145 of Curling Run Radio. He seems like a cool guy. He's got a cool sense of humor. I'm excited to meet him. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that. Bad Feeling Podcast. If you hadn't heard of this already, I'm sure uh, if you're a member of the Sword Talk community, you've heard this already. Uh, Bad Feeling Podcast went to Byro Austin, interviewed, uh, Alex Modney from the PvP team and Eric Musco. And basically the link I'm going to put in the show notes is a kind of a rundown of all the back and forth from that, uh, Sorter Network grab from the dev tracker, essentially. He kind of put it all together in one spot. Honestly, it's a great interview. They talk about the PvP changes. I am going to touch on some of it in a little bit in the news section. Uh, but they dive into it really deeply. Again, we're not PVPers, but there's some change in here that might actually get me into it a little bit. So I want to give them a shout out up front and then we'll talk more about it later. But, um, it's a good interview for sure. Definitely check it out. Again, the link is to Sorter Network because, and definitely listen to Bad Feeling Podcast. If you're not, again, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, but definitely, but definitely check out the link because it, uh, basically after the interview, uh, Alex Modney fielded questions from the community and there's a long thread. There's a bunch of different threads going. So, uh, check that out. If you're into, if you're PVP or you want to know what's coming up in 3.3, which we'll talk about in a little bit, that's the podcast you need to listen to. So good job, boys. And jealous, by the way. <laughs> Can we go to Austin? Well, they live in Austin, so it's a lot easier Look, trip for I them. I don't care, man. I, a road trip. Right? I'm, okay. I'm off work in a week or so. You just made me go to road Phoenix trip. by myself. Road trip. But I have to work, dude. I had to work. Are you saying that I'm a slacker? I'm saying I have a job. And my... I have a job! <laughs> I had to be at work! I can't be... I'm just telling you. <laughs> I think you... You, are, you you were off of school and you went to the damn thing. That's awesome. I'm jealous I didn't get to go. And we'll talk more about that later. Boy, we're really kind of jumping around. This is a train wreck. <laughs> uh I blame the Bales and Style Ale. All right, man. Let's get into our game, our weekend game. I blame the Strawberry Ale. Mm, the warm Strawberry Ale. All right, man. Weekend game. Did you do anything? Uh, I am sorry to say that this is the first week in probably a year and a half that I actually did not get to log in once. Not even to send some reason. crew skill people out or anything. It's just with the wedding, or no, the wedding, the graduation last week, I got back home on uh, Tuesday after Memorial Day, and then I left town Wednesday for Phoenix, and I just got back Monday night or Monday morning, late at night. So yeah, I haven't even logged in yet. I'm gonna tell you what, I'm gonna hold it against you, but our listeners, I'm gonna encourage not to. How about that? Because <laughs> you're a lovable guy, man. I don't want to mad at you, but I'm I'm mad at you. Yeah, how much did you <laughs> log in this week? So what happened was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so here's here's the deal. Uh I actually I played um quite a bit in the beginning of the week and last weekend, uh which was great. I was leveling my Merc. Um I actually bought a hypercrate. <laughs> Finally, bought so, a hypercrate. So how did that uh, the platinum pack uh, Oh, treat don't it. get me started on the platinum pack. Okay, so here's what happened. So as we talked about in a previous episode, with the most recent hypercrate, you get one platinum pack. And I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be one of those mounts. I'm going to sell it for $10 million. I'm not going to have to do a bunch of dailies. Woo! 
So, I opened it. I, okay, so look, I was I was kind of putting it off to the side, like the Christmas present, you know, that's going to be badass, you kind of put aside for a while. Mm-hmm. So I opened up a bunch of crates, didn't get anything cool, it's color crystals, some, you know, cheap mounts, stuff like that. Some cool armor sets I put on my tune, which was cool. And then I was like, all right, now it's time. It's time to open the platinum pack. Got a color crystal. <laughs> was it a new color crystal? It was not. It was a color crystal I had two of already. So... Here's the deal. I get that there's rare and super rares in the platinum packs, but either give me more platinum packs or, or, or it needs to be something that's not for sale in the GTN right now for 30k. That's how I feel. Yeah. Rant we, over. We've already decided that, that you're horrible at the random number generator, so. Oh, don't get me started on that. So, in disgust, what I did was I jumped over, no, not really in disgust. I actually, I played a little Dragon Age. Dragon Age Inquisition this week. Uh, I love that game. I've been wanting to get back to it now that I got my PC back. Everything's running really smooth. The game looks amazing. Um, it's, it's a phenomenal game. So, another Bioware title, so I don't feel like I'm cheating too much. So, I haven't played too much. The Hyper Crate was kind of sad. I'm actually going to sell the last few packs or keep a couple for the contest. So, uh, I got some stuff I can sell. I think it'll be fine. Cool. Alright. Should, should we get into some news? Yeah, news is always good. News is good. Alright, so first thing, I just want to throw out there, um, the devs have been, there's not a whole, whole lot of news, but the stuff that has come out, uh, as we mentioned, the PvP changes, uh, from the Bad Feeling podcast, and then there was also, after that, uh, Alex, oh, was it after? Well, Alex Modney came out on Thursday last week and basically put up a post, uh, and again, PvP related, but it's something people have been really asking about, uh, GSF. So, he put up a thread, it's called Let's Talk About uh, Strike Fighters, and he said, I'll be blunt, Strike Fighters need a lot, need lots of love. The original design is that they are jack of all and master of none, but they have filled this role too well, and because of that, they're a rarely compelling option. So basically, they're asking for feedback. How do you want to change? What do you want to change? That kind of thing. And I love when they put up these threads, because again, it starts a dialogue with the community, mm-hmm. and people have been clamoring for some GSF content for a while, and and I think I think this is really important, a really important step. So I hope uh, good things come of it. And as I was thinking that on Monday, uh, Mondi put up and he basically said, thank you immensely for all the feedback and discussion last week over the weekend. Uh, keep it going. I just wanted to pop in and let you know that we're reading and looking at options. So this is, this is a really positive change, uh, especially after all the feedback or the backlash from the, uh, the attacks uh, a couple weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the PvP community goes. And I'm, I'm really glad to see that GSF... They're trying to make some changes. I'm hoping, I actually really like GSF. I just don't play it that much, but I, but I think this is good. And again, this is the community getting involved. So yeah, there's just so much other stuff in the game that I have on my list to do that it's hard to, to get to GSF. What I'm thinking about doing more and more is, um, especially when we talk about PVP here in a second, uh, maybe especially after 3.3, I might, what I, what I'll probably do is just start putting the queues up and just, queuing for PvP and queuing for GSF and doing my normal leveling 12 times XP or whatever. And, you know, when one pops, you know, decide right then if I'm going to play it or not. And then it'll at least get me kind of doing other things. Uh, you know, I do like the change. I love PvP. I just don't get into it that much. And then the same with GSF. GSF, GSF is really fun. Um, I just, I feel like I fell behind. But they have made some changes in order to gear out a little sooner. So, you know, I think I might get back into it. Cool. There is, there was something that the community thought was a, bu- a bug, 
crippling slice slash shank shot. That's hard to say. Not working while on full resolve. Remember they changed the, the resolve system recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday take came out. He said, I spoke to a combat team about this and it's not a bug. So the no turning allowed is a secondary effect of the immobilize and only applies the immobilize is successful under full resolve. Since the uh, primary effect is no longer immobilized, the secondary effect fails. I don't really know what that means, but if you are a PVPer and this was something you were experiencing, it's not a bug. It's intentional with the new resolve changes is what I'm imagining. So I'm going to let it go with that. So again, this is why we don't dive too much into this, right? (laughs) All right. So... (laughs) After the Bad Feeling podcast episode came out, there was a post. And basically it was directly to the PVPers. And it's it's laying out exactly what is changing in the game update 3.3. It's called it's titled PVP Economy and Ranked Rewards Restructure for Game Update 3.3. Uh I'm gonna read the intro and then I'll kind of glaze over some of this stuff. Like I said, I won't dive too deep, but I think it's worth mentioning. Hello, PVPers. As some of you may have heard on the Bad Feeling Podcast, we are making a few changes to the war zones and ranked war zone arenas. Alex covered several of these changes in the interview, but for clarity, as an official jumping off point for discussion, we want to go over the changes and the reasoning behind them here. Please feel free to join the discussion, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, PVP gear cost is changing. They are definitely, they're taking that down a notch, which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. They uh, essentially came out and said, we think that getting a full set of PVP gear is too much of a grind. So they're making it a little easier to get a full set. Uh, what I thought was really interesting is they, they actually said that only 2% of PVPers had the full Dark Reaver set, which is the high-end set. Really? Only 2%. So but That's not 2% of all game players. That's 2% of PVPers. Exactly. So it's a very small minority of folks that are, that, you know, got through the grind, right? Uh, and there's more details here in the post, but I, that's, that's essentially what it is. It's going to be a little easier to get the sets. It's going to be less of a grind. Uh, increased war zone rewards, which I think this is actually the reason, as I was saying, I might just put the PvP queue on because I really like PvP and I just want to kind of incorporate it, especially if I'm doing something silly like day- dailies. It'll keep me awake sometimes I fall asleep. So increased war zone rewards. We found that the war zone experience and credit rewards were not keeping up with the rest of the game, so they're uh, giving them a boost. Players can expect to receive double XP and double re- uh, credits for a completed match. Now... They do kind of, what's kind of been circulating about this, it's not going to be on par with PvE still, but it's not going to be as bad as it was. So I think it's definitely a step in the right direction, right? Yeah, definitely. Couple more things really quickly. Legacy Lockbox. This is actually kind of cool, is you can share the Warzone comms with, because uh, basically ranked Warzone comms are going away. Right. And it's only going to be Warzone comms, and it's going to be a really high cap on it. So you can buy a Lockbox for 99 Warzone comms, Right? Right. And it's a, a lockbox of 99 Warzone comms and you can send it to another tune. Which is really cool for someone like me who did a bunch of PvP on their main and wants to send all those Warzone comms I'm not using to another tune. So basically so, the the lockbox is free as long as you have yeah. 99 Warzone comms. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because you get that reimbursed. And it's, and it's a less shady version and they actually stopped that little game that people were doing uh, a little while back a way to give uh, warzone comms to your other tunes in game legally which is cool definitely i have a i have a minor little question yeah if they can do a lockbox for warzone comms why can't they do it for credits boom why can't why can't they just boom why can't they just oh my god are we getting into i wish i want to know why 
You know what I wish they had? Why? I wish they had a... No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say it. I... If you say that again, I swear. People that have been listening to this show are going to be like, is he going to say it again? I'm not saying... I'm going to turn this off. I'm not saying... They're going to turn it off. Okay, so what I'm trying to say, and we've talked about this, why why bother with the credit thing? Just make legacy credits. Or just one big pool? No, yeah. In the legacy bank, there's gold. Gold. There's credits. Like, in EverQuest 2, this was over a decade ago. In the legacy bank, you know, the the... The bank for all your tunes, there's gold. So I can pull from it from any tune. That's just the way it should be. Right. Nice. So, I mean, basically, instead of just having a, a legacy, you know, a credit lockbox, you just add it to where it is in the, in the, uh, the legacy stronghold or the. Absolutely. So you, you log in your legacy bank and you have all your credits available. Yeah. Call me crazy. All right. We got tangenting. <laughs> maybe, maybe even a little. Snippy, but well, that's good. All I right, think you so, got snippy with me, and I didn't even say anything. Uh, I just, that's mock snippiness. That's love, baby. All right, moving on. Uh, that's, that's episode 20 love right there. The ranked reward system is going to change a bit. Uh, if you play ranked, I'm going to leave this one aside for the other folks that know more about this. Uh, just jump into this post. Again, a link will be in the show notes. Uh, check out their ranked reward system changes. For sure. And there's a couple of miscellaneous PvP changes. This was actually interesting and a point of contention with some other folks. AoE effects will no longer be used to interrupt uh, people capturing an objective. So if you're on Voidstar or on Alderaan, you can't use Force Storm to interrupt the person. You have to directly attack that person. I don't know if this is going to be good or bad, but I'm interested to see how it plays out on the PTS and what other folks have to say. Uh I understand Sorry, why. I mean, it, this is coming from somebody that's not a PvPer, but just looking at it mechanics-wise, specifically with Forceform, which doesn't have a, a cooldown, mm-hmm. you can just have you can just put somebody there with Forceform and just have them constantly bombard the, the the objective, and there'd be no way to win as long as they're alive. And that's the thing. And so you have to go after that person. Then someone else with an AOE comes on. So I think the idea here is to get the objectives to change hands a little more often, which I'm into. But it, it just kind of depends on how it plays out. Personally, as a stealther and someone who likes to capture objectives rather than fighting people, I hated when somebody would just come up and drop a four storm or or something to that effect and and take me off of it. I like to still keep... Well, I think it's, away, it's right? specifically four storm because that is the only AoE that I can think of that has zero cooldown. Whereas, like, you well, know... Uh, I think there are others with certain disciplines, but I'm not. But like mortar sure. volley and death from above have massive mm-hmm. cooldowns. Yeah, so I, I'm curious to see how this plays out on the PTS. And again, guys, if you're adamant, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a, and you're a PVPer and you're upset about this, get on the PTS when it shows up and and test the mess out of it. and Let them know. So they're still looking for feedback. So again, get on there if you don't like the you know you don't like something, tell them why. All right. Yep. All right, man. What do we got? Oh, there was a there was a bug. I think it just came up today. There's uh, ops via group finder doesn't seem to be possible this week. That's really I imagine odd. this will be solved. Yeah, it, it, there wasn't a resolution to this as, as as of this recording. So I'm guessing they're look they're say they're looking into it. Uh, there should be a resolution hopefully soon, or maybe they'll do an emergency patch or something like that. It's that just sounds like something where coding from some other change just randomly affects it without. Yeah, yeah, and that does and that does happen. All right, man. So, um, I don't think we really need a discussion topic. I think we tangented enough and discussed enough about some of this PVP. Is there anything 
Besides your usual, let's see what I did there. Besides your usual, I wish that you want to talk about Swotor wise. You want to just let's pop out of this and get into Star Wars. Yeah, no, I'm good. I think there's some really cool Star Wars news, so let's uh, go ahead and jump to that. Yeah, let's do that. So jump to hyperspeed. Bye, bye, Swotor. Ooh, hyperspeed noise. There you go. I didn't. I didn't do it very well. But anyway. <laughs> Welcome to the Star Wars section of the show. <laughs> All right, let's start with. Oh boy, we just can we just tattle this train wreck? I thought we'd already decided on that. I think we did. Okay, moving on. All right, man. Uh, so community shoutouts. Uh, we. I wanted to give a little shout-out to Idiots Array. We talked about them last week. I did listen to the first episode. It's a great first episode. Check them out. They are being produced by the Cantina Cast guys. Really good first podcast. So if you're not following the Cantina Cast, you don't know who they are, shame on you. How dare you. Shame. Listen to episode 17 of our podcast and then go listen to all of theirs. Yes. Listen all the way through our podcast through pop culture. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All the way through to the end. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> all right man uh so i also want to say thanks to redna uh i was lucky enough to be on his podcast which we featured in our podcast corner last week and it is called it's a trap uh it's our canon podcast we discussed lords of the sith you know me red and ordo it was a great time uh i i'm not sure when they're going to publish that podcast uh, maybe this week or early next week it was a really really fun time i do and... have to say you guys have a great logo Ask them about that logo. <laughs> they, uh, that logo is phenomenal. It really is. So thanks, Redna, for that. And, uh, we will have, we are actually going to have Redna and Ordo on our next week's podcast of everything. If all the stars align and everything works out exactly the way it's supposed to, we are going to hang out with those guys in next week. So awesome. Looking forward to that. Yeah, they're going to come on in our normal format. They're geeky enough to, to hang with our shenanigans. Obviously, I mean, it's a train wreck. So. Let's move on. I'm going to keep saying it. It's, Shenanigans. <laughs> hey, Farva, what's that place you love with the mozzarella sticks and the crazy shit on all the walls? What? What was that from? Super Troopers. Oh, I didn't like that. I didn't watch that movie. Don't even start with me on that. Let's talk about Star Wars comics. We don't have a specific comic to start uh, to talk about this week. But we have a lot of info on comics to come, do we not, sir? We do. Uh, on uh, the website makingstarwars.net, uh, Jason Ward, who is the editor-in-chief, went to BookCon. Um, but they showed a whole bunch of info on upcoming uh, Star Wars comics titles. And uh, it looks like they were all tweeted out by Stitch Kingdom. That's at Stitch Kingdom. And it looks like uh, Obi-Wan is on the cover of uh, issue 7 of the main Star Wars line. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Right. And and it's a one-off about uh, Obi-Wan, and it takes place about five years prior to Episode 4. So you're looking cool. at probably around a 12 or 13-year-old Luke um, who might be involved there because they're obviously on Tatooine. Then there's going to be a miniseries, it looks like, like that is going to be um, available, it looks like it's September 2nd or October 2nd. And it's going to be Star Wars Shattered Empire. And it looks like it's going to take place shortly after Return of the Jedi. Because the cover features the uh, the uh, the Endor celebration. Uh, then we've already discussed that Lando is going to be uh, coming out starting in July. 
Um, the first issue of Lando, of course, features Lando all kicked back with his feet up on the desk, and uh, <laughs> it uh, it looks like a uh, a droid Let's bounty say... hunter behind him. So looks... or a Mandalorian, maybe. No, look at the arm. Oh, I guess. Yeah, it could be a Mando. It's hard to say. It's a very thin neck for a Mando. Yeah. Um, but the, what I really love is the uh, issue two and three. Of, uh, mm-hmm. It looks like it's got an image of Lando falling, but in the background are uh, Imperial, uh, are the Emperor's Imperial Guard. Yeah, that, I'm, I, as I've said on many previous episodes, I'm looking forward to the Lando series. And if the Imperial Guard, or as they say, Crimson Guard here, is, is, in, if they're involved, I'm in, dude. I'm, I, and as, and you'll hear this, on the uh it's a trap podcast we actually talked about the imperial guard for a little bit and because they are featured in the novel and there's something really intriguing of what they're doing canon wise with the imperial guard they're making them more than just dudes in red standing as standing to the side um so i'm i'm interested to see how this kind of carries into the lando after reading lords of the sith so i think this is gonna be cool yeah and then um they they show some upcoming covers for the Star Wars line, the, the Vader line, um, and the Kanan line. Uh, what I really dig it's issue six of uh, of Vader, which is written by Karen Gillan and and Salvador Larocca and uh, Adi Granov. Is uh, it's a really creepy picture of the Emperor laughing and you know rubbing oh, his hands. Anytime together. he's laughing, it's and creepy. Vader <laughs> looks defeated behind him. I mean, first of all, the Emperor laughing is creepy enough, but. To have a defeated-looking <laughs> Vader behind him, that's even weirder. Well, and the tweet says something about Vader getting demoted. Ugh, God, I mean, he looks—he looks upset. He looks like he's just been put on timeout for a little while. Okay, I, I just had one of those moments. Okay, I'm in. I'm ready. Go. If you remember at the beginning of four, um, when they're taking over the uh, the the shuttle. And then they're all around the round table, and he chokes him, right? Don't they refer mm-hmm. to him as Lord, and they don't actually call him Darth? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's, I think that's because, and and if you remember, Obi-Wan actually calls him Darth as a name. I don't think it was a title in Episode 4. I think, I think, uh... I, you think I, it was retconned in? I, I yeah, I think Lucas kind of was like, oh, that's a title, because remember the fight he said, you can't win, Darth, right? Um, I shall come back more powerful than you can imagine. That's whatever, a really right? good point. That's really cool. I like that concept. Yeah, the, it's, it's interesting now that that is a title, but in the, that first, that first, uh, episode, it was more like, that's his first name. Oh, wait, never mind. That's a title, because he's a Sith Lord, right? Right. Because you're right, around the round table, everybody calls him Lord Vader. Lord Vader, Lord Vader. No one calls him Darth Vader. And Lord is the right? title below Darth. In- Interesting. That's a, that's a, I'm really looking forward to issue six now. Um, so yeah, basically that's it. That's it. Then there's a couple of, uh, it looks like they're doing hardcover graphic novels of interpretations of the original trilogy. Um, I don't see a date for episode four, but it looks like uh, episode five is going to be on sale August 12th. Mm-hmm. And episode six is going to be released November eleventh. So going by that, that cover on five looks sick. Yeah, it does. It looks really nice, especially the the uh, the emperor in the background. Yeah. Oh, looks sick. Yeah. So right. yeah. So it, these look really good. Just uh, the comics are great. So and, check them out. And honestly, man, I mean, I've really you know, with a couple of exceptions, with a, a couple specific issues, 
and maybe with only one series. So far, Marvel is really doing a really good job with with these comics, and it's it's. And I was just telling Will off air earlier today. I just I pulled all my comics out, bagged them, boarded them, organized them a couple days ago, and I realized how much I've been collecting over the last few years. And how much more I'm collecting now, mostly because of the Marvel Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's, it's made me not only just read that, but branch out into all these other ones that I'm really, really enjoying. And it's something about, and like I said, I buy them. I like to have them in my hand, you know, being able to sit down and just read a comic book really takes me away from, there's a podcast going in my ear. My kids are yelling. I'm at work. I'm doing this. I'm, I actually, I'm sitting down I'm reading this comic and I'm engaged and it's amazing. So, uh, if you have, if you've been slacking on any level, uh, cannot recommend the Marvel Star Wars, uh, series enough. Um, Leia, you can put aside, that's a short run, but some of the new ones, uh, Lando's gonna be awesome, I can't imagine, I can't imagine it being bad. And then both Star Wars and Vader are phenomenal, so def, and Kanan, oh, Kanan's Kanan so good. is great. And don't forget the, uh, the Marvel Disney series as well, right now they have mm-hmm. Big Thunder Mountain, which, uh, the third issue just came up and we'll be talking about that next week. Um, yep. but the, you know, in the past they've had, uh, Seekers of the Weird, which was based on Haunted Mansion and, uh, and right. Figment. So, um, there, there's cool. plenty of, uh, other material over there as well. If you're more of a Disney person. Awesome. All right, man. Well, I think, I think we did comics justice without having a comic to talk I know, about. Really? Huh? That's great. <laughs> uh, let's go and uh, move on into our, uh, Canon uh, section with, uh, first about talking the films. And I'll let you take the lead on the, the Annie Leibovitz article that we've already talked about a couple weeks ago, but something interesting came up this week. Yeah, so there was this, uh, I don't know how you, what do you call it, an expansion or follow-up uh, interview. There was an interview on StarWars.com uh, with Annie Leibovitz, who took the pictures for um, the Vanity Fair article we've talked about uh, in the past. Mm-hmm. And there was a new photo exclusive to that interview of, name just flew out of my head. Circus. Andy Circus, uh, yeah, a new photo with Andy Circus in his mocap deal, sitting looking badass with the white dots on his face. Uh, <laughs> the interview is, it's really interesting. She talks, I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, go really deep into it, but I think it's really interesting that, you know, she not only talks about the photographs themselves, uh, and the actors really kind of showing up and she shows up on set. And so they're kind of in character and she took some phenomenal photos. And again, if you, if you miss the Vanity Fair photos, find them. Well, any Leibowitz uh, cannot take bad photographs. I mean, if you, I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah. If you, uh, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> I mean, especially if you're not into photography, you, I mean, it's, it's, she's still one of those names you should know. But for those of you involved in pop culture who just don't get into photography, uh, over the last, I don't know, five to 10 years, there have been that run of, Famous actors and actresses involved in Disney shoots. Yep. She is behind those. And there, there's something about, so she talks in depth a little bit about the cover, right? Where you have Han Solo, Chewie, Daisy Ridley, Boyega, and BB-8 and, sitting in the, yeah, cockpit. They're on the cockpit. Yeah. And she talks about, uh, you know, kind of capturing Harrison Ford, which is interesting because she's photographed him so many times in the past. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. But then also this exclusive photo, there's something we get out of this interview that I don't think we've gotten anywhere else outside of Spoilerville, right? Um, and we get the name of Andy Serkis's character. Yes. And I thought this would be a nice jumping off point to kind of speculate for a minute. And then we'll kind of, you know, so before we leave that, 
we have the link in the show notes to the interview. It's really good. The, the photographs are phenomenal. You also get, um, she talks about the Lupita Noyonga, uh, photo with the white dots and her character. I'm proud of you for getting her name right. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and it also reminded me too, to kind of, I went back to the Vanity Fair article and we had talked about, uh, her name just flew out of my head. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie. Yep. Thank you. Gwendolyn Christie's uh, character. And we've talked about the shiny, the chrome trooper. We know her now as Captain Phasma. That photograph, I think is my favorite out of all of them. Uh, I'm not sure why there's something about that. I don't know if it's the lighting. I don't know if it's the, the fact that I know it's a female stormtrooper. I know she's going to be badass. I have no idea what it is about that photograph, but definitely go back to that and, and, and take a look at that and give it and, and let me know why I like it. I don't know why I like it so much. Um, but, uh, but it's, but it's phenomenal. So the name of Andy Serkis's character as revealed in this article is Supreme Leader Snoke. So Supreme Leader Snoke. Now, we, <laughs> if you listen to, I can't remember what episode it was, but we, we broke down the trailer. And now, I immediately think Supreme Leader, someone has to be standing in front of a big ass flag. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking he's the character I, in black from the trailer? I have to assume, right? Is that Supreme Leader Snoke? Is he the, like, uh, is he the strings behind Kylo Ren's character? Is Kylo Ren not the big, big bad? Is he just the big bad? Kind of how we think that Vader's the big, big bad, but he's just the big bad. And it turns out Palpatine's pulling all the strings. Yeah, it could be, which means he probably has some sort of force use. The one thing that's getting me is the use of the word supreme. I can't remember any instance in the Empire using supreme in their titles. Whereas true on the Republic side, they've used Supreme Chancellor. Grand a lot. Right? Grand Admiral... You know, um, Supreme Chancellor. Okay. So is Supreme more of a Republic title or is it just something to consider? That's a good question. So do we think, I mean, he does not look like a nice guy in the photo. He does not. You, yeah, he definitely does not. You can definitely see in his facial expression <laughs> that he is intense. Um, so and because it is motion said, capture, you can assume he's playing a non-human. I mean, he's probably humanoid, but he's. You know what I think? You know how, I don't, I don't, this isn't technically canon, although they do, they do allude to it in episode three, right? Uh, with, uh, you know, Palpatine's master, right? Right. Do you think this could be Palpatine's master? Plagueis? But do we, is that, is that canon? Is Plagueis canon? Did he say Plagueis in the movie? I don't think so. I, the the novel isn't canon. Okay, well, I mean, Remember, obviously, isn't canon. him having a master is canon because there's always the rule of two. Yes, so that's what I'm saying. But just the name, and they could always pull the name in and make it canon. But if they choose mm-hmm. to do that, then it makes mm-hmm. that book canon. So they just have to be careful with that. What I, I guess what I'm saying is Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, Supreme Leader. If it's not Palpatine, <laughs> obviously. And if we're talking about a humanoid, could it have been Palpatine's master? But wouldn't he have killed his own master? That's what you're supposed to do. But remember, he already takes Vader under his wing. I mean, he takes mm-hmm. uh, Maul under his wing before the right. end of P- the Plagueis. Book. And and they and they tend to do that. They take a secret apprentice, right, right. and plot to kill their their master. I, I don't want to get too crazy with this. But you also but have to remember I, the whole I, point I, of Plagueis was that he could create life from the midi-chlorians. Which is how we get Vader. Right. So, if 
Or is that how he extends his own Exactly. Life? Well, I mean, even if he does get killed, can he reanimate himself? Now we're getting all Darth Revan. Exactly. Here. Lots of questions. <laughs> no answers. All Sorry, right. people. <laughs> anyway, we don't have any answers. I thought it was fun to speculate for a Speculation's minute. Speculation's always fun. Uh, if, yeah, and, and, and look, if you guys, listeners, have any opinions on this, uh, you know, throw it out there. And we don't typically go out of our way to find out what other people are saying about this stuff. So please know that uh, this Supreme Chancellor, Ch- Supreme Leader Snoke. Yes, Snoke. This Supreme Leader Snoke thing, we recently just talked about it. I haven't gone anywhere to find out what anybody else is saying. Yeah, about I haven't it. looked at it at all. And he's been out of town. I just wanted to throw it off the cuff real quick and just kind of see what happens. So uh, we're way off base, likely, mm-hmm. right? And as JJ likes to allude to, we're all off base. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's going to be really fun to see what happens. And I like to think he's the man in black, you know, the big brother behind, uh, and you know, uh, Kylo Ren's character, but we'll, but we'll see how. I it think goes. it'd be cool and, if that's the, if that's the case. I do too. So, all right, man. So that was fun. Moving on. Yeah. the The next two. Well, okay. The next one is just a funny one. Um, it turns out that uh, if you remember, you know, we spoke uh, with the whole just after Star Wars celebrations that Josh Trank was dropped from doing Episode Eight. Um, but right. they also were having writing issues with the second anthology film and um and with rogue once so they brought in uh chris whites remember became the the lead writer on rogue one well he sent mm-hmm. a a funny tweet out to neil degrasse tyson um because if neil degrasse tyson is famously a trekkie and not a huge star wars fan and his reason and he's famously awesome he's one of my heroes <laughs> i think he's everybody's uh hero um, but he, he, Don't in this article that we got off of, uh, off of Vulture, um, he, they quote a, in, an interview that he had with Business Insider that says, I never got into Star Wars, maybe because they made no attempt to portray real physics at all. <laughs> so Chris Weitz, uh, back on May 31st tweeted out, Dear, uh, at Neil Tyson, I'm writing the Star Wars standalone at Rogue One 2016. I have a brief astronomy question for you. Sending you this Twitter Hail Mary. <laughs> and as, uh, DeGrasse, as uh, Vulture points out, DeGrasse Tyson doesn't appear to have publicly responded to White's tweet just yet. So we'll just, uh, have to wait and see. But, uh, I think it's a, a cool thing that he's willing to, to throw out at DeGrasse Tyson. And, you know, DeGrasse Tyson has such an incredible sense of humor. I would love to have him pulled into Rogue One as a, as a, a Jedi instructor or something. Or, oh, dude, I what if he's the head man. of the, the holocrons? <laughs> I I love that, and I listened to, and actually I was thinking about talking about this in Podcast Corner, which we're probably skipping this week, but I I always listen to Star Talk, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I love Cosmic Queries, and well, this is a makeshift Podcast Corner, I guess. There's something about uh, his sense of humor combined with his with his absolute knowledge of the mm-hmm. things that really makes makes him a fun and person. his passion and. He is, and the fact that 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 he reached out to him to ask him this question, whether he responds or not, is phenomenal. And I would love to hear a, a witty response from from Neil deGrasse Tyson. So if we hear anything, we'll we'll, we'll keep you informed. I think that's cool. So so that's that. The last bit of uh, Star Wars film news I have was an article that just hit today 
Um, just a couple hours ago. So this is today being Tuesday. You guys are getting this on Thursday, so I'm sure you guys have all read this already because I'm sure it'll be all over Facebook or tonight. Or Friday. Um, but the, uh, it's Collider.com is quoting, uh, Shm- uh, Schmoes No, and they're saying the Star Wars second anthology film is to feature Han Solo alongside Boba Fett. And it looks like that, um, Schmoes No is reporting about? that the second anthology film will track the conflict between Han Solo and Boba Fett. Okay. So you snuck this in here and I hate you for this. So here's the deal. I don't know what this means, but. By the gods, you don't want me to go off on this right now. All right, so look, so we have, so, but this makes sense only in that, and don't, I'm trying to put my anger aside. I, I haven't read any of this. He just threw this at me because I, I hate him. <laughs> Thanks, episode 20, Trainwreck. So, second anthology film to feature Hans along, but, so here's the deal. Do they know each other? Do they not know each other? I don't know. Right? They're both in the city underworld. I think their encounter's a little funky. You know, they don't, they know of each other. That's for sure. Right? But who doesn't know about Boba well, we Fett? We also don't know right? when this takes place. It's got to take place before episode six. Right? Has to. Well. Has to. Yeah. Um, or does it? In, but if Han's hella old. Well, we're, we're assuming that it's Harrison Ford playing Han. But what if it is, say it is Harrison Ford, maybe it's the, you know, cause Fett obviously lost his bounty from Jabba. Yeah, I really don't know. Anyways, it's all speculation at this point, but there's another bit of information that kind of gets snuck in at the bottom of the article. Um, and like I said, Josh Trank was, uh, was released from, um, filming episode eight. And it turns out two names, uh, familiar to the geek universe are, uh, leading to the forefront. Would you like to hear who they are? Yes, please. John Favreau, who is probably most famous for doing the, the Iron Man, uh, movies. But he's also, he's, yeah, that aside, swingers, swingers, he's doing the live action of the jungle book right now. Right, right. He was early on, uh, working on Tomorrowland that went over to Brad Bird. So he has a Mm -hmm. ton of geek cred. Now, somebody else who probably has just as much geek cred is Matthew Vaughn, who most recently did the Kingsman, but he also did X-Men first Mm -hmm. class. He did kick ass. He has an act for doing comic books turned into movies. So. Either one, I think, would be phenomenal. Um, I think if it were between the two, I think Favreau's given the, the, the heads up because he has a history. Of, well, he did Iron Man. Yeah, he has I a mean. history with Marvel and Disney, and the whole company loves him. Um, whereas Matthew Vaughn is coming and over from Fox is, if he does. So, Right. If this is true, I mean, whether it's true or not, I mean, rumored characters, Chewbacca, Lando, Bosk, I mean, of course, why not throw them all in there? But I, I'm curious to see if any of these, I mean, we kind of know all these people have a history. They're all, you know, working on the shady side of, of, uh, of the galaxy, but I, I don't know. I'm sure this is not true, but it would be nice if it was only because it'd be fun, but I don't know how the, what they would do with Han Solo unless they plan on doing it between episode six and seven, late. Six and seven, right? But again, this is assuming uh, that it's Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. If they recast it and they put it, like, say, during the clone... But isn't that the problem, though? Isn't that the problem? Well, they're already thinking about recasting Indiana Jones. So it's showing that, that Harrison Ford is not sacrosanct. But if they if they go... if And I'm not saying put it during the trilogy. Put it earlier, between three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, say, just post-Clone Wars, when he's... Because at the beginning of, at the beginning of A New Hope, he is supposed to be what? 
29 or 30. And yeah, early 30s, late 20s, yeah. Right, you put it 10 years earlier because he he's got the 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 bounty on him at the beginning of New Hope. You know that's probably not his first bounty. So the whole thing with no. with Boba Fett is very you know it's been percolating a long time. And I'm absolutely with you on this. My only issue is the same issue with the Indiana Jones thing. It's like, how do you, how do you replace Harrison Ford? Right. And we have talked about this at a very early episode. And yes, you can replace Harrison Ford with Chris you Pratt. You can play, Any you can other replace op- anybody with Chris Pratt. <laughs> exactly. So I feel like I don't know how else you do it. I think replacing him is problematic for Star Wars geeks, especially longtime Star Wars geeks. I'm not sure how that would go. I mean, it, it really depends on how they do it. And and I like to think that Favreau, more than anybody else, has the chops to do it. So if this is true, and again, we're speculating. We don't, okay. you know, whatever. We're just having some, we're having some fun on episode 20. I'm, I'm throwing this out. Okay, if it does take place post episode 6, who's mm-hmm. to say that, or, you know, actually even pre-episode 4, because we know Jar Jar doesn't show up in the second half of the trilogy. Who's to say that the best way to introduce a new actor in the Han Solo shoes is for him to maybe kill Jar Jar in friendly fire? (laughs) That would win over the base right there. (laughs) So you replace Han Solo, but kill Jar Jar. That's a, that is Doesn't that solve the problem? I think it solves a lot of problems. It does. Interesting. All right, man. Uh, (laughs) yeah, so, is, uh, you know, we'll get a little bit more into Phoenix Comic Con in a little bit, but one of the things I noticed at the Delray, uh, booth was that they had, uh, false fronts up for a whole bunch of, you know, the upcoming novels, um, Star Wars, as well as other stuff, including Harry Turtle Dove, who's a great writer, so you should read him. Um, but they had, th- uh, four titles up there for the Journey to the Force Awakens, which we had previously announced that all the titles were coming out September 4th. Um, turn, you know, the turns out it's not the case. Um, these dates have probably been released somewhere else and we just didn't catch them, but, uh, just a quick recap here. Um, Star Wars Dark Disciple, which is the book based on the unpublished Clone Wars scripts, um, is getting released July Mm -hmm. 7th. Star Wars Aftermath, um, which is the first book to take place after Jedi, is actually going to be released on September 4th. Um, and then, okay. uh, they're releasing an interesting release of Star Wars Rise of the Empire, which is a collection of both Tarkin and A New Dawn, as well as three new short stories. And that's going to come out October huh. 6th. And then no, uh, actual date yet, but the Battlefront tie-in book is going to be Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company. Um, I'm really hoping it's not a battalion of sparkly vampires. <laughs> and- <laughs> I'm really- I'm really intrigued by this book, but yeah, Sparkly Vampire um, Company. And that'll be out in... <laughs> maybe maybe they move really fast, take their helmets off real quick, suck the blood out, and put it back on, and just pretend exactly. that nothing happened. Uh, and that'll be November, um, so there's that. Or, or, hear me out, because this is going to be train wreck style, ready? Maybe there's a love triangle between three stormtroopers, right? Because, you know, Twilight... Okay, moving on. Go. Um, that's it. <laughs> so uh, it's your turn to talk about some uh, some uh, Rebels news, my friend. Oh, blooper blooper reel is going to be badass. All right, real quick. Uh, Rebels. There was a there was a post on MakingStarWars.net, which is a great website if you don't ever go to it. And they said, listen to Kelvin Kiner's Kiner's 
Kiner's. So listen to Kevin Kiner's Star Wars Rebels soundtrack online. And so basically, the, the, it's a short post, but we'll put a link in the show notes. Composer Kevin Kleiner has left his incredible mark on the Star Wars universe with his work on the Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. And, uh, so he loves to share his work with fans and he's put Rebel Season 1 compositions up on the web for everyone to enjoy. So definitely check those out. If you watch Rebels, you know the soundtrack is badass. So it check is. it out. We are going to get out of Star Wars and get into pop culture, I think, right? We're going to skip a podcast corner. We kind of did a quasi one earlier with, with, uh, Star Talk. But honestly, dude, uh, we need to kind of get to your Phoenix Comic Con-ness. Would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or six duck-sized horses? J.H. Uh, all right, I'm going to assume that's hypothetical, right? I mean, right? But I'd have to answer neither because a horse-sized duck is too terrifying to even contemplate. And duck-sized horses? How could you fight them? They're too adorable. I mean, seriously, picture them. All trying to eat one apple. Oh my god, that's too cute. Yeah, let's do a, a quick run-through of, uh, of the, the news uh, highlights for the week. Ones We'll start with the, the unfun ones first. First of, of all, yeah, unfortunately, last week, um, John Nash died. Um, he was the uh, mathematician... Uh, that was the basis for the movie Beautiful Mind, which is fantastic. He and his wife, unfortunately, died in a taxi crash, um, I believe, on uh, the Jersey Turnpike. So, we're, I mean, granted, he, he was up in his, I think, late 80s, early 90s or whatnot, but still, it's hard, sad to see one of the great minds go. So, yeah, sure. so thanks oh, for man. your contributions to the world. Well, I'll tell you what, as Kevin Smith says, Big, Big bucket of win. Cauldron of win. Cauldron of win. Um, Indeed. Then secondly, another not fun news, but something that might long-term help us, is it looks like the Department of Justice is investigating three major theater chains, uh, including AMC, Regal, and Cinemark, um, for colluding to drive out independent theaters. So, you know, we all knew that theaters yeah. colluded for pricing or whatever. I mean, we, we assume... Um, but this is specifically targeting smaller theaters um, by basically um, blackmailing distribution companies into only showing certain films at certain theaters. You know what kills me about this, man, is, you know, I've lived in Santa Cruz, I've lived in San Luis, and, you know, you, you have the independent theaters, you have the places that show the indie movies. I don't, I, I love mm-hmm. those theaters. The Nickelodeon, I love the Nickelodeon. Like, I don't want to see... Theaters like that go away because of these giant changes saying, well, we'll just show your movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I still you remember. Know? And um, then and then what? They could charge $40 a, 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 a seat at some point if it's yeah. a monopoly. I mean, right? I, I still remember one of the first films I ever saw at the Palm here in San Luis Obispo um, was Clerks. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. And I wish that had been my experience. I would love it. It was great. I mean, granted, it, it was a big screen, but it had maybe... 50 seats in the theaters, and I swear half of them were folding chairs. Mm-hmm. So, it was back in the day with, with the Palms. So, you know, it, it's, it, yeah, the, the, the little theaters are, are fantastic. So hopefully, hopefully they, they get, I mean, hopefully they're not allowed to continue with this behavior because I think yeah. that's ridiculous. Um, continue. Now on to fun stuff. Uh, really quick callback to last week's episode. Remember I mentioned Black Angel, which was the short film that was commissioned to go in front of Empire Strikes Back. Um, and they're doing yeah. a, a full length version of it now with the original actor. It looks like they're casting John Reese Davies. He of Lord of the Rings and Indiana Jones, as well as Rucker Hauer from Blade Runner. So 
They're definitely okay. putting some people yeah. with some acting chops in there, so that's great. Some casting news yesterday. Eddie Redmayne, uh, he of the most recent Oscar win for playing, um, thank Stephen you, Stephen Hawking, Hawking in, um, Theory of Everything, uh, has, has, uh, been cast to play Newt Scamander in the Harry Potter spinoffs Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Which is cool because he oh, totally cool. fits that sort of vibe and it's gonna take place in the 20s in New York. So it's really going to be cool to see him in costume. Nice. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, who just had the biggest movie opening uh, of his career this last weekend with San Andreas. Um, it looks like he's in talks to fill the shoes of Kurt Russell in the remake of Big Trouble in Little China. No. Sh- yes. <laughs> I almost cussed. Are they really, really, are they They're definitely that, redoing huh? Big Trouble and in Little China. I'm going to tell you what. I. You say what you want about The Rock. I love I like the, rock. the Rock. He's great. I still think... You know one of my favorite movies of The Rock? I don't know, but I've got... The Rundown. Rundown is hilarious. The whole intro where he's like (laughs) trying to listen to the the chef show about what kind of mushrooms he needs to put in his sauce, and he goes in and just beats the crap Uh, out of an offensive line. It's just awesome. Yeah, I... I love that movie. I don't know. I like The Rock. I like pretty much anything he's in, uh, you know, with some exceptions. And then, of course, you know, he's, I mean, how many wrestlers do you know would go on Saturday Night Live and dress and drag? Exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm done um, with that. Yeah, cool. so it looks like What's he's, uh, uh, he's uh, going to be the, they're looking at him to do that. The original one was directed by John Carpenter, of course, and starred Kurt Russell and Kim Cattrall. Um, but it looks like the writers are going to be Ashley Miller and Zach Stentz. Who did, uh, who wrote X-Men First Class. So there's gonna nice. be some good, uh, some good stuff behind it. And then I left this one to last because I don't think you caught it onto it, but it looks like Joel McHale has come out and said, don't count out a community movie. What? Yes. What? You know what? I just saw something on Hulu. I think they just released, uh, all of the, cause I haven't been able to watch community. Yeah. So it looks like, um, I don't, uh, that, uh, that Joel McHale was on, um, Conan, uh, last night, and uh, he said, I'd love to do another season. Um, it says, quote, I think we'll do a movie if Dan will write the script. And believe me, I'd love to do another season. That's awesome. It's a very popular show. It is. I mean, it did five seasons on NBC, and then it got picked up for Yahoo to do one. Um, so there's definitely a, a, a <laughs> for lack of a better word, a community fan base to, uh, to draw from. Yeah. So, uh, and w- was that the, that, that wasn't the show we saw. This might be off the thing. That wasn't the show we saw on the live stage that you did. No, that was right? Children's Hospital, which is another hilarious yeah, show if you ever get a chance to watch that. Okay, Children's Hospital. Okay. For some reason, I keep getting those mixed up. I haven't seen either one. Children's Hospital, Hospital is really funny. I, I would like to watch them both. Um, so that's yeah. it, uh, for me with, uh, with actual pop culture news. Um, earlier Marshall alluded to the fact that changes might be coming and we want to hear um, from you guys about content and, and format and all that stuff. As with my blogs, you know, I've been taking a little break the last, because I've been busy the last couple of weeks. Um, and it might actually completely change format from blogs to other stuff. So you're still going to be getting some top tens from me and finding out what TV shows I'm watching and what I'm going to, I'm going to take advantage of this summer, uh, beginning of the summer hiatus to, um, to kind of tinker with some ideas. And, uh, over the next couple of weeks, you guys will definitely get some more info from us on that. Yeah, I think keeping it vague right now is important. We're going to hammer out some stuff, and I have a couple of ideas that, even since last we talked, I want to talk about with you. So, yeah, we definitely um, want to get so let's, more... So this is one of those moments where podcasters are talking to each other, and we're like, hey, here's the deal. We're going to do some new things. 
But I don't want to tell you guys because then you have, you're going to be like, where's the stuff you talked about? Yeah. So we're basically just back. boil it down to the fact that we want to get you guys more good content and in an easier way for you guys mm. to consume it. So there's Indeed. that. And we're working on that. So if you have ideas, and I cannot stress this enough, if you're still with us at one hour in, I want you to please tweet us, email us. Some of you do a really good job of doing that. Um, leave comments on our website, for God's sake, whatever you want to do. But uh, please let us know what you want to see, what you want us to do, and we will... Uh, we're willing to do it, so we're gonna we're gonna hammer out some of our ideas, and and we'd love to mess it with yours. So. Um, yeah, and then the the last big uh, big thing here, the main thing of the week is uh, I don't know if you heard throughout the podcast, but I just got back from Phoenix. From Wait, Phoenix, you just came back yeah. from Phoenix? Phoenix, Phoenix Comic Con, and so I was in the middle of the desert with mm. 110 degree weather. So you know, you I survived. Did, thank thank God for for Phoenix Convention Center air conditioning. Um, and we're gonna actually be talking about most of what I, I, I got from that in next week's episode. Um, but I had some people tweet me about a specific interview that I did with, uh, um, with, uh, the, with D3P, which is the, uh, distribution company that does the Marvel Puzzle Quest game. And, uh, this is going out to you, Redna, since you tweeted me. I'm just gonna go over that interview, uh, really quick here. I talked with Joe Fletcher. Who is the uh, the producer for the game, which was kind of cool that I got to meet the head guy here. Um, and one of the main issues with the game going on right now is uh, cross-platform play. If you have it on your iPhone or you have it on your Samsung tablet or you play it through Steam, um, you can't connect all those up to play them as the same account. And it turns out the reason for that is actually not in the coding with the game itself. But because they're all linked through Facebook accounts, it's to do with Facebook's API and their restrictions. So this is all on Facebook's end. So as soon as Facebook mm. figures out how to make it work, um, Marvel said that they're, or D3 said they're really going to try to get it to work. Um, now onto the fun stuff. You know, always, they're always adding new characters about every couple of weeks, uh, playable characters and, uh, upcoming, um, I can't entirely confirm, but probably 99%. That in the next four to five weeks, we can see Ant-Man joining the cast of playable characters no because, of course, it's going to tie into the movie. Um, but because of that, it's also going to probably involve something with Yellow Jacket, who's the villain. Um, I did ask about Wasp, but nice. because we don't know at this point if Wasp is actually going to be in the film or if Wasp is going to be waiting until Civil War or the next Avengers movie, um, we shall see. Also... The, uh, uh, Joe was mentioning that there's going to be another main character, like major character getting released. And the only hints he would give me is that it's from a team. So it's from a Marvel team that does not include the Avengers, X-Men, or the Fantastic Four. <laughs> so I want to hear your guys' ideas on what team and what person you think it might be. Um, teams that are coming to my mind are the Defenders, uh, the Heroes for Hire, Alpha Flight, Excalibur. Um, any of those would be cool. I mean, I would love to see hmm. Captain Britain come over. Um, that would be a cool character. Um, you know, any of the, the darn Canadians from Alpha Flight. Um, so, you know, lots of cool things. Um, and for those of you who play the game, you know that they have one, two, three, and four star characters. Um, I asked them about five stars and it says that he says they're actually considering a fifth level. Um, but that would be for literally like galactic powers. So we're thinking, we're looking at Thanos, 
Galactus, you know, major, major, major powers. Um, the they're ones. not on the horizon as of yet. They're, it's still in the very early stage, um, because they're just too powerful. They would have to be, it's, you know, kind of like in, they had a, a thing with Ultron this month where it was basically, you played Ultron every once in a while, but you were really battling his minions because just Ultron would be just mm-hmm. too powerful. Um, I, I was, I did have one final, actually, I ran, I, I ended my interview and, um, it didn't dawn on me until literally, literally like 15 minutes later, I had another question. I ran into him the next day at the booth and I thought about what about having non-powered characters to play? And the only one they have right now is basically Nick Fury, but he's got stuff that he does. Well, it turns out that they have a short list of characters that they want to put in, and Maria Hill is on the list. So it would be really cool to get her added in. I asked about Agent Coulson, which of course would be a fan favorite. But the problem is, is his skill set is way enhanced in the cinematic universe as opposed to the comic verse, which is where the game is based. So it'd be much harder to get Coulson in there as opposed to Maria Hill, who is actually a director of S.H.I.E.L.D. She actually is pretty badass. Um, And then, you know, one question I had, and I actually brought this up in a previous episode when when we were talking about how they, they introduced the unbeatable Squirrel Girl as opposed to Jessica Jones from the Heroes for Hire team, um, which is the team that's all based up on the, uh, the Netflix shows. And he said that, uh, that they chose, uh, Squirrel Girl over Jessica Jones because it was actually a fan vote they did online. Plus, Squirrel Girl is one of the very few characters in the Marvel Universe that has beaten Thanos and Ultron single-handed in the comics. So it's really kind of interesting. Oh, I... Um, plus they tend, when they, when they're focusing on teams, they tend to not release every member of the team. So they have something that they go to later on if they want to tie something in. For example, you can't play as Jessica Jones from Heroes for Hire and you can't play as the thing from Fantastic Four or Mr. Uh, hmm. uh, Incredible or Mr. Uh, Fantastic. Sorry. So yeah, so there's that. The, the, and the last bit of information I got is, um, they were, uh, the Marvel Puzzle Quest kind of got on the map because they were the first, um, game in the Marvel Universe to introduce the new female Thor, which started last year. Well, it was we talked about last week that they just announced that the female Thor is actually Jane Foster. And so I asked if they were going to be uh, incorporating that into the storyline and he said it's really hard to um, to tie that into the storyline based on the uh, the star numbering system that they use. So they would have to create her as like a one star, but the female Thor is already a four star. So he said it's really difficult, so the chances of it incorporating Jane Foster is very slim. But, but that's it. Hmm. But you know, really nice interview with Joe Fletcher. He was fantastic. Everybody at the the D three P booth was was really cool. You got to play the game. They're having drawings every day to give away covers uh, for the game and um, and free in game currency. Um, so yeah, it just it's a really cool company. It's a really fun game. So if you guys play, uh, if you guys don't play, get on and play. And actually, Rena. Was giving me crap this week because we can't get you to play yet, Marshall. So I'm trying to do. All <laughs> I know the how things. that is. Um, so if you guys play, just you know, it's on a whole bunch <laughs> of different formats, and just download uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest, and um, then look for uh, our alliance on there. It's called Griggs Boys, um, G R I G G S B O Y S, and just uh, ask to join the alliance, and and we'd gladly have you. 
And I, I just want to say, man, we will definitely dive into more of what you did at Phoenix Comic Con next week, and we will splice in. You had a couple interviews that you recorded. Hopefully, we'll get those in there. I'm stoked that you got out there, man. I want to, I want to be out there with you. I'm really excited about um, San Diego Comic Con. Uh, I have some ideas for some interviews I want to do. I don't want to say anything yet, but uh, I'm I'm stoked to be out there in the field with you and and get content out. And this is this is this is like the most fun thing that I can think of doing, man. So I, I'm 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 stoked for you. And and it sounds like you had a good time despite the heat. And and we'll get more content from your experience out there to our fan to our fans to our or listeners our fans. Uh, as soon as possible um yeah definitely we, there's definitely well, a lot of stuff that uh, you know it's a four-day con so there's definitely a lot of stuff we'll be able to go over and we'll get delve into that next week so no i'm good to go it looks like you've got a little something you threw in here for pop, for pop culture why don't you talk about that <laughs> i threw in one thing just randomly and i have one thing to say about san Diego comic-con before we get out of here now uh, we're running a little long so i'll make this quick uh disney just put out today uh <laughs> Disney Pixar put out a teaser trailer for their new film called The Good it Dinosaur. Looks phenomenal. <laughs> and I love Pixar movies. My kids love Pixar movies. And this one is basically the premise is, you know, the asteroid that killed all the dinosaurs. What if it missed? <laughs> what if it missed planet Earth? All the dinosaurs kind of look up. Yeah, they basically they see a shooting eating. star. And they all <laughs> look up from their grasslands, look at the shooting star. Go back down and eat. <laughs> and so as some people like to believe, humans did not exist with dinosaurs, but this basically would meld it to. And I think this is kind of a cool premise. Uh, I, we don't have much about it. Uh, the, basically, the bottom line is it says the good dinosaur is what it's called. Ask the question, uh, what if the asteroid forever changed life on Earth, missed the planet completely, then giant dinosaurs never became extinct? Pixar Animation Studios takes you on an epic journey into the world of dinosaurs where in a Poctosaurus named Arlo makes an unlikely human friend. While traveling through a harsh and mysterious landscape, Arlo learns the power of confronting his power and discovers what he is truly capable of. It sounds like a typical Disney Pixar film, but with all the awesomeness yeah, of dinosaurs. Um, now, a lot of people remember <laughs> that, that Disney actually did do a dinosaur movie back in 2000. That was pretty good. Yes, um, but this does not look like that. So, <laughs> I'm excited for this, uh, and the one thing we can't tell you is it's coming out on Thanksgiving. So sounds awesome, man. I love. I'll I'll go see most Disney Pixar films, and the next one is the one with the uh, little people inside their brains, right? Yeah, that's coming out this summer, the and that's uh, Inside Out. Yeah, which looks great. That's it. I saw a trailer for that when I went and saw Tomorrowland, and uh, and that was fantastic. The kids love the trailers for that. <laughs> yeah, that was great. It's been coming on commercials on Disney. Uh, TV shows. Yeah, and uh, actually, a little bit of news. I can't remember if we talked about this last week or the week before, but Brad Bird, um, who you know did Tomorrowland, and he also did some uh, Mission Impossible, and he did Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Um, it's officially he's coming back to do Incredibles too, so that's on the horizon for Pixar awesome. as well. Yeah, we did talk about that. Cool, man. All right, so one more thing before we get out of here for this week, I just want to throw out there very quickly. I, I know I mentioned Tony Kim kind of a lot. We're getting closer to Comic Con. This is the time where his his website really shines he gives his tips he's up to tip number 18 and if you plan on going to a con to score a job this is actually a really nice list of of things to keep in mind it's called uh top 10 ways to uh get a job at comic-con yeah and 
I'm actually going to interject but, here really quick because Marshall's always the one talking about Tony Kim because he's got a guy crush on him. But the maybe. <laughs> um, but I actually have to say that this is a really good article. And having just come from a con and I read it today, it is spot on from all the different types mm-hmm. of people you see trying to get work at a con. So definitely, Tony, great job. Everybody read the article. It really helps out. I'm going to give him a shout out. I'm going to see if we can meet up with him maybe. Uh, he's, he's fairly accessible. I want to, I want to see if I can talk to him a little bit. Uh, I think this is really interesting. He's been going to Comic Con for a long time. This will be my, what, fifth year? Fourth year? Uh, fourth year, two? my third. Fourth year. Tony's a good guy. He's doing a meetup, a bloggers meetup and Segway. We're working on getting a, you like that? <laughs> We're working on getting a meetup for Sortor fans that are going to be down there. We already have a few people that want to meet us get together and do i want to do a podcast i want to hang out i want to try beers that's the big thing too so you know not only do we have the community cantina for Sortor, but uh we're going to be going we're going to be probably geek and sunjay which they've announced nothing yet by the way buddy and that's what's not gonna worry me well you know we're getting close so you know they'll they'll start releasing they'll start coming like an avalanche soon yeah, that's fine. And yeah, we're going to get there. I'm just a little worried. Anyway, uh, we're going to be doing a lot of offsite stuff. So we're going to kind of be around a lot. I want to do some podcasting. I want to hang out and I want to meet people. And I want to try beers. So, uh, Chinook, a friend of the show, he lives down there. Uh, he informed us that Rock Bottom Brewery downtown, which is kind of was like, Hey, we're going to meet there. Uh, they're closed. So we are bouncing around some other ideas, uh, to see where we can meet up. There's a bunch of places I've hung out down there. Will and I have hung out down there. Uh, there's no shortage of options. The problem is, is just, do they have good beers and do we want to taste them? That's kind of where I'm at right there right now. So well, nothing uh, else will have the Kraken. Exactly. So we will have way more information next week, I think. I, I've been back and forth with Chinook a little bit. He's going to, I'm putting him out in the field and <laughs> he's going to come back and, and, and respond. So we'll, we'll talk to him. And next week, hopefully, we'll have some more info. And we'll pin something down pretty quick so people can start making plans, figure out what day we want to do it, and all of that. So I'm excited. And thank you to all of you folks who are trying to help us out. So here we go. Is that it? I think that's it. I had a lot of fun this episode. <laughs> oh, man. Train wreck up oh, 20. Shall, shall we check into the strawberry ale? Which I'm sorry to say, Reds, is that uh, you really didn't live up to the mark because I only drank half of it. Before I put the lid back on and set it down. Mm-hmm. So I will make sure I have some better better alcohol for me to drink next week. Dare I say, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my gang. <laughs> oh my gang. I just finished off my uh, oh my gang Belgian style. Oh. Are, are, you, are you floating? Good. The outro is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it. All right. Let's try it. All right. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. You can find me at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. We're on iTunes Stitcher Radio. Of course, if you want to give us more positive feedback, we'll take it. And audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. And of course, patreon.com slash usual podcast. You can donate, help us out, get a free audiobook. All those things helps us out immensely. And the more content, the more money we get. <laughs> Just saying. If we get more money, the more content. No, we're going to do it no matter what. And we're having a blast. Episode 20, we're stoked about it. Remember, if you become a new patron, 
We will definitely be doing a drawing for episode 25. And Dave, Dave is going to win. I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> Dave is going to win. If he's still standing alone in episode 25, David, so much swag is coming your Let's way. Let's do it buddy. this way. Don't let him get all the swag. Let's do it this way. For each episode that you become a patron for, because so Dave's a patron, so uh-huh. he'll get one for each week. So don't let him be the only <laughs> one get one for each week. Exactly. So get in now. Now is the time. Yes. Now is the time. <laughs> All right, man. Anything else? Are we good? No, I think uh, I think we've uh, ruined our podcast enough for one night. <laughs> Have we train wrecked it up or what? Train wrecked it up. I think that's a, that's a good title right there. Train wrecked it up. All right, man. Uh, so we will see you all next week. You have something to say about that? I was going to make a joke about being flexible, but it's just... I, think. I couldn't get couldn't make it go in my head. Okay. Blooper reel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Faction server you're on so we can give you a... Um, so we can give you a... You're so stupid. <laughs> Seriously, this is going to so, be a train wreck. Ah. Uh, Name of the episode already. We're 10 minutes in. Should we get into some uh, slow tour stuff? Yeah, except for I just realized I looked at the tickets and uh, the show is after Comic-Con in San Jose. I wasn't going to correct you, but yeah, it is after. I hate you (laughs) so much. It's like two weeks after, isn't it? Much. Yes. Okay, that's excessive. Yeah, it is. Well, it's after. It's fine. It doesn't matter. No No one cares. No one's going to Babylon anyway. All right, let's move on. More yeah, we're not too much uh, in the uh, the uh, coding people. You're a coder. You're, right, you're um, a coder. All right. Uh, ranked reward system. Uh, they are making some changes to this. I'm not even going to say this. I don't think because I didn't read all this. It wasn't. I had a hard time with it in the beginning. It was years ago. All right, listeners who really enjoy the podcast or the pop culture section of our podcast. We are going to convince Marshall that Super Troopers is a funny movie. So I would like you to please tweet. At Darth Pops with funny lines from Super Troopers and hashtag, damn it, I can't think of something funny. Boom! I win. Yeah, you win. (laughs) Do you want to? I'm going to pee my pants, probably. (laughs) Yeah, take a break. Go ahead. Go go ahead. That's not a sum. What's that? If the the episode was called Trainwreck, Trainwreck Belgian style. Actually, you know what? You know what's going through my head? Is uh, I imagined the announcer at the end of a Batman 66 episode saying, Is it all over for Batman and the Boy Wonder? (laughs) Tune in next week (laughs) for the exciting conclusion of Trainwreck at Speculation Station. (laughs) That was fun.